just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. We love our grid system, even though it makes our addresses look like telephone numbers. But if you're trying to master it or are too afraid to admit you never did, here's a guide to getting around this city without a car from a woman who does it with a family of six. It's Monday, April 24th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Nardone, you're a fan of getting out of your car to go places in Salt Lake City. What's your favorite way to get around? My favorite way would be bike. Yeah. Actually, I started riding my bike in Salt Lake City. I had actually lived in the Bay. I lived in San Francisco and I never got on a bike. I mean, too hilly. Yeah, it was just, it was intimidating, but I started riding here. And you feel safe? I feel safe. Yeah. I mean, there's always a, you know, a risk, but I'm really a risk adverse person. Like I like probably riding my bike is probably the most dangerous thing I do, mm. but I, I do, I do feel confident. You know, there's been a couple moments of close calls that, that happens eventually if you ride long enough, but I take precautions. I don't ride with earbuds. I'm not in that camp. I'm always aware of my surroundings. Um, so I, I feel good. Yeah. When you're not on your bike, how are you getting around? The runner up, like, so choice, like there's like, there's the way like I have to do things sometimes. And then there's preference and preference would be bus um, after bike. Yeah. It is a very low stress way of getting around. And I think that might be counterintuitive to some people. They're like, what bus? Right. It's like low stress. But I think driving is the most stressful thing and we have to do it sometimes. But I, I think your quality of life goes up if you don't have to get in a car. Well, it's funny you say that because our city and our state are really built for cars. Like you can see that in how wide our roads are. So why is it so important for you to explore these other modes of transportation? So I grew up in Southern California and the nightly news is just, all it is is just the 405. It's just blanketing of talking about the 405 and traffic and rage. And it just, it never goes away. It's all consuming. And I literally like left Orange County because I didn't want to be a part of car culture. And I actually, you know, I actually moved here because I think you can live a, a carless life in Salt Lake City. And so it's important to me. I've always you know, identified as an environmentalist. It's important to me for that. But it's also important to me just like health and like attitude and connection to other people. Like you cannot connect to people inside your car. You just can't. You know, a couple months ago, I got out in the winter for the mayor's winter bike ride. And I literally wasn't conscious, but I literally ended up saying hi to every person I passed on my bike, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm picturing you like, you know, when toddlers like have to say yeah, hi to everyone, I, yeah. like they just learned how to greet. Exactly. I'm picturing that. Exactly. But it's you. But like, I think people were actually saying hi to me. Like the delivery people were, because you, you have an opportunity to make eye contact. And so like the delivery guy was like, hi. And then the post office, yeah. the mailman was like, hi. And I was like, and then I got home and I was like, that was an awfully friendly ride. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, I myself am trying to go not fully carless, but car light in Salt Lake. And I think the summer is probably the easiest time to start doing that. So I'm launching in the summer with my car light strategy. 
And that's going to be me e-biking around the city. So I have to ask you, what is your favorite bike trail for getting around? I live in Liberty Wells. You know, I have access to actually somewhat of a byway 600 east and then like a, you know, a wannabe byway, which is 200 east. And so 200 east is is really chill. Um, I actually enjoy Main Street and that like might caught people off guard. But again, it depends on where you are in the city. But again, I'm on the south side and I have clo- I'm close to the S line and the S line is like the only officially, officially like separate path and it's blissful. Mm. It's blissful. And, you know, there's art and there's transit and there's people walking their dogs. It's so, you know, as we would say European in, in Salt Lake City. And so that's a beautiful way. If you can get access to the S line, which is part of the Parley's Trail, which is a long connection from east to west on the south side of the city. It's it's blissful if you can get over there. Okay. And the S line is what what street? Like, where would I be getting on and where would I be getting off the S line? So the S line is just a little south of 2100 South. And okay. it connects at the central point, like track station is like the end point, And then it goes all the way into Sugar House. And so it will take you right into that shopping area. So east, west, you're on the S line, a little south of 2100 South. And then if you're headed north, south, it sounds like I'm going to find you on 200 East or Main Street? Yeah, Main Street. I know. It sometimes it can be counterintuitive. Sometimes it's like low density, right? Is the term you know, like where there's just not a lot of cars and there's not a lot of traffic and it's just kind of peaceful. And the city did restripe it recently and it did add some buffer, which also is nice. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to work there's buffer on the like car door side and there's buffer on the car side. And so it just adds a little bit more space. I mean, you're still you can get hit. But yeah. it's just there's not as many cars and it's a little peaceful over there. Yeah. The car door situation is one of my biggest anxieties when I'm riding my bike around the city. Because like sometimes like I if I'm riding north to south, for example, say I'm on 300 east, you're kind of coming down that hill from South Temple. You pick up speed. And I'm always just thinking about what would happen if someone did just swing open their car door. And I know the lines are painted in a way that is supposed to protect me. But I just haven't been able to fully, like, put full faith in the lines yet. And I, I tend to hug the outer side. So I have never been hit by mm. a door in 10 years or 10 plus years of riding a bike in an urban environment. Um, and I just tend to, to hug and be very aware of my surroundings. If you see someone getting or you see someone in their car, like, kind of expect that they're not going to see you. They're, they're not going to see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you touch on something really important, which is, like, It seems like the biggest advice I've heard from people who commute around Salt Lake by bike is assume every single car doesn't know you're there. Yeah. And that sounds kind of a negative frame, but I think it's a safe and reasonable approach. But then, you know, there's also, there's just times where there's not a lot of cars. Like there is roads where there's not a lot of cars. And so you're not constantly on the defensive. Um, You know, like some days I go out and also this is, this is kind of a blessing of post pandemic is that sometimes you go out and there's like, there's not that many cars out. It's like, I might be commuting into work and it's just, there's not a lot of cars. And then it's like, yay, yay. People are working from home. And so and it's, it's not as scary as it could be. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is When I Come Alive. 
It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. Well, you brought up that your second favorite way to get around Salt Lake is the bus, which I find the bus system a little bit intimidating. There are a lot of routes. You have to like kind of find a stop and plan your stop. How do you like to use the Utah Transit Authority bus system to your best advantage? I would just say that like every transit system is intimidating when you haven't like entered it, right? But once you Mm -hmm. enter it, it's Mm -hmm. just like it becomes second nature. And so, you know, when you say there's a lot of routes, you're like, yeah, awesome. There's a lot of routes. I mean, that's a blessing, right? right? Really? I mean, I can see how it's intimidating, but it's also a blessing. Um, And so how, so your question, Allie, was how do I use it? Yeah. How do you use it to your best advantage? Yeah. So we recently expanded to be a family of six and none of our cars fit us now. (laughs) And so we use it as an excuse to invest in a couple e-bikes. So if we want to get around, we're either taking, you know, we're either taking two cars, which is kind of a bummer, Mm -hmm. or we're taking bikes or we're taking transit. And so if we're going downtown to do something fun, we're going to really try and hop on the bus. And so we kind of chose where we live because it is transit dense and it's also very bikeable. Um, And so we just walk a block over and we're at the 205 and the 205 takes you downtown. And so if I'm doing like brunch downtown, if I'm, you know, if I'm doing anything downtown with a group of people or other people, I'm usually going to take transit. And that Hmm. might mean going to a friend's house and walking over to the ballpark station and taking tracks or taking, you know, hopping on at Central Point and going downtown. And so, um, you know, for leisure activities where I want to talk and connect with the people I'm traveling with, or I'm not really like in a like, oh my God, I have to be there in 10 minutes kind of situation. Right. Leisure and fun, the bus is the go-to. I love the idea that the bus is the easiest way to get around with a big family. It feels so (laughs) counterintuitive, but like 
what do I know? I don't have a big family. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, I was a little, I had like my stroller and I was like a little intimidated, but you know, the, the bus operators are totally accommodating everything. You know, if like you have a stroller, they accommodate you. Um, and it's, it is really also, it's really affordable, especially if you like crunch it between gas and all the other stuff. Yeah. Hopping on with your family is, Oh, yeah. Versus two cars. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. When we put it that way, right? <laughs> well, we all use the city's grid system to get around, whether in a car or on foot, which I'm more of a walker myself. But it's funny because at once the grid system is so simple. But there are a lot of people who don't get it or who, who find the grid system intimidating. How would you explain it to a newcomer? The way I always just explain it is, you know, it's based, everything is based off of the temple, right? The LDS temple. And so it's like at the center of the city, right? And so when you're at 21, you know, 100 South, you are 21 blocks South of the temple. And if you Mm -hmm. are at 600 East, you are six grid lines over eastward from the temple. And so it's just an X and Y axis, or it's just North and South. And um, the street tells you where you're at. And when I was new here, I struggled with it too. But like once you kind of make the switch of like, okay, it's, I can handle this. I got it. It becomes an incredible tool. It's become common practice. I feel like whenever I'm on the phone with like a customer service representative and they're in another city or another state or another country, they ask for my address. And like whenever you give a Salt Lake address to someone who's never been here, they're like, I'm sorry, that must be a mistake. Yeah, they're like, that's way too many numbers for me to process. Yeah, that's way (laughs) too many numbers. And they're scared. They're like, if I get one off, this will never make it there. And I think it's also kind of intimidating when you ask someone for directions and they're like, it's 128th and like 44th or whatever. And it's like, well... So what sign am I looking for? Because it's not going to say 128th. It's going to say 12,800. Yeah, yeah. You're like, wait, it needs, yeah, you got to say the whole thing. Yeah. When you get a little bit out there, it can get a little cumbersome for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you are on the board of Sweet Streets, a local organization that advocates for basically prioritizing people over cars when it comes to urban planning and street planning. What lessons have you learned navigating our streets? I think what Sweet Streets has taught me in my time here is like design really matters. I mean, we know this like when we touch our phones and we get to a website and like we know this in the electronic digital space and it's the same thing applies in our physical space. And so it's like it's sometimes it's not complicated. Like sometimes we just need to make different choices. And I just see that a lot more visible now. You know, I see this sometimes this conflict that happens between the driver and the cyclist. And it's like that doesn't need to be there. Like we could make some different design choices and we could not be pitted against each other. Like we can, (laughs) we can live in harmony. (laughs) It's true. If we make different design choices. Why can't we be friends? Yeah, we can. Like the driver and the cyclist can be friends and this, you know, and the driver can drive in a way that isn't worried they're going to hit a cyclist and the cyclist can ride their bike in a way they're not worried they're not going to get hit by a car if we make some different design choices. And so I've learned a lot in my few years on the Sweet Streets board and I can start to see all those little design choices more clearly as I'm moving around the city. Yeah. I mean, we have dealt with traffic violence a lot in this city. Are you feeling optimistic about five, 10 years down the line? I think that the violence has definitely sparked the mayor into action. I think Sweet Streets has sparked the mayor into a little bit more action. But I, yeah, I definitely think there's more. I am optimistic, but I think we all could do, I think everyone should kind of get out there and use our streets, however they want to use our streets, and then send your feedback 
send it into your council person, send it into the mayor, and and so we're going to start to turn the tide. And really, you know, I kind of walk through the city being like, why can't we be, um, you know, why can't we be the bike capital of the interior West? Why not? Yeah. Right back to the grid. It's it can be a blessing as well, right? Those wide streets where you started the conversation, Allie. Like, why can't they be opportunities, mm. design opportunities, right? It's like you have a big piece of white paper. Like, what could we put there? Right. So um, I think we are moving in the right direction. I think more is definitely needed and needed at a faster pace. Because I, you know, I'm going to be a little selfish. I want my kids to ride, get around the city safely, right? Yeah. And so I don't want that to be like when they're in high school, like, oh, now we've arrived at a, like actually a safe way to get around town. Like I want it now. So, um, but I think we, I think we are making the right steps, but, but more is definitely needed. You also don't want to have to buy them four cars. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not happening. <laughs> Well, any parting tips or tricks for getting around safely and efficiently? Yeah, there's a couple things. A couple things I wanted to mention is the Hive Pass. And I really encourage everyone to go. We ride the Hive and it's incredible. Like the value, like I think it's $42 and you get, um, it's a subsidized pass from the city and UTA. You have unlimited access, you know, to most of the modes and then a discounted access mm. to front runner. And so it's an incredible pass. If like you want to just start to like, if you're new to transit, like buy a pass and just commit to like a month. Um, and my other tip to, to you for like newbies to transit is go by the, there's a customer service office in Salt Lake Central and you can walk in there and get maps. And I'm a visual person. And so it's like, I, if I put that map, I'd be like, you can start to see how everything works. And so all those routes yeah. that you mentioned, Allie, they don't become intimidating. You're like, oh, I see that goes there. And then literally the next time you're right. walking, you're like, I'm done walking. And the bus goes by. You can hop on it because you know where it goes. Um, right. So that's kind of a passive way to understand our transit system. And then back to that community thing. Like if you're new to biking like or new to transit, if you like just raise your hand, there is like an army of people out there that will gladly. I'm sure you feel, felt this, Allie, when you were like, I want to go carless. And people are like, we'll help you. Uh, yeah. Right. There's an army of folks out there that want to bring people into the fold. It's a really welcoming yeah. community. And so I would just say if you're intimidated, somebody will gladly go on the bus with you. Somebody will gladly go on tracks with you. Someone will gladly take you on a bike ride. Um, and then if you're like, you're like, I still don't really know how to fix my bike after 10 years of riding. Like I am still kind of illiterate there. Same. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. like, but I've always like, there's the bike collective. Just like, if you have a problem, just go over to the bike collective and they'll like help you out and you support a great yeah. organization. So we have like, we have like pretty good physical infrastructure, but we also have pretty good community infrastructure to support walking, biking, and taking transit. John A. Nardone, thank you so much for your time. Safe travels. Thanks, Allie. <laughs> See you out there on these streets. Yes. The 99% Invisible podcast explored the origins of Salt Lake's grid system. It was designed by Joseph Smith, founder of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and executed by his successor, Brigham Young, so that followers would always know how far they were from the church's spiritual hub, the temple. The reason the blocks are so big is because Joseph Smith wanted people to be able to homestead. He thought it would allow for farming as well as reduce crime. Now, one of my absolute favorite ways to see this city is by hopping in on the 999. It's a critical mass bicycle ride that kicks off at the intersection of 9th and 9th every Thursday at 9 p.m. 
It is always a wild, hilarious, truly magical way to see the city because the route is different every time and you'll find yourself pedaling through some very random corners. Plus, it is an absolute party. We did a whole episode about what makes the 999 so special and in case you missed it, I dropped that link in the show notes for you. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.